Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The climax is the place where the opposing forces in your story finally clash. This is true whether those opposing forces are two armies, two people, or two values inside the character's soul. Our campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and this is episode 85. I'm your game master, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving the recap. It's possible that the end is in sight. Let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. Our last episode, our fearless foursome found themselves in an all-out fight for their lives. They had witnessed a locomotive get taken over by approximately five other men. Eldridge jumped into action and ran along the roof of the train to get to them, while Dr. Dawkins, Elizabeth, and Frank ran through the cars, alerting the others as they went. Eldridge dove into combat, pummeled as many as he could, while the rest of us too took shots at them with our weapons. It was clear at this point that Frank is a horrible shot. It seems the men were performing some sort of spell or ritual that was changing the locomotive into some sort of creature that looked a lot like Mimi from the Dreamlands. We managed to eventually stop them from completing their task. Towards the end of the fight, Eldritch yells to Frank that it's Macriot and that he's probably doing it from our cabin. Frank doesn't even hesitate. He turns and starts to run back towards the cabin. Minutes later, the rest of the group finishes off the fight and follows Frank back towards our car. Now here's where things start to get a little strange. They find Frank standing in front of a strange wooden door. This door has never been there before. No other passengers are about. And then a young boy exits the door and says he's a messenger sent by the Duke Jean Floresas de Ascentes, also called the Jigsaw Prince, and that the Duke wishes to speak with us. Not given much of a choice, we agree and follow the young boy into a massive cathedral-like building. It's clear we're not on the train at the moment, but in fact are in the dreamlands or some sort of illusion. We meet the Duke and he makes us a deal. Well, not a very good deal in that he demands we find and turn over the Sedefkar Simulacrum to him along with the scrolls, and in return, he will let us live. Eldritch is against the idea, but Dr. Dawkins is for it. Frank and Elizabeth don't seem to mind one way or another. The Duke hands us an important piece of information, unless he was lying to us also, but he taught Dr. Dawkins a spell. The Duke says that with this spell, we can easily defeat Macriot with the use of the spell. It's a simple hand gesture, a clear goal fixed in one's mind specifically to undo his transference spell. Raise both hands, palm facing away, speaking the two words, Yeri Alma, and then clap your hands together, at which point it should kill him or any member of the skinless cult for that matter. It's not until later that Dr. Dawkins reveals that in fact he was lying to the Duke and was only telling him what he wanted to hear so that, he, so that we all could escape. We'll have to deal with his other threats should that time come later. The next moment is a bit tense. We determine that our first action should be to eliminate some of the paranoia in our own group and use the spell to prove that one of us is not Macriot. Dr. Dawkins cast the spell on Eldridge first and after a bit of help from Frank to get the words right, he casts the spell and nothing happens. So either Eldridge is not Macriot or the spell is a lie. We proceed to cast the spell on the rest of us and none of us are Macriot. That brings us up to date. 
All right, excellent. So somehow you are in the salon, but the wooden door to the cathedral is on the other side. You now have clear access to the rest of the train. What do you do? So <clears throat> just, just to get things straight, we can't get to the front of the train or the, I guess, um, what was that, the lounge car, the, the, the car that we came in uh, from the engine. No, that's where, that's where you are. Okay. It's just that somehow you can get access to the rest of the train. The, the cathedral car seems to shift positions, perhaps. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering if um, this is basically blocking our more or less exit off of the train. Not necessarily, no. Okay. That's what I was, you know, wondering. I was afraid of. There's a there's actually a rendering in the in the Horror on the Orient Express. This is what they I don't know if you can see that or not. Mm. The cathedral car attached to the train. <laughs> Looks like a haunted house, but it's or like um, bigger and more splendid than that on the inside. Like Vlad Dracul's uh, yeah. Well, it's it is the the cathedral from from Lausanne. So, hmm. all right. So, what is your plan of action now? Um, about this time, the uh, chef de Brigham um, uh, comes out and he's like, "Oh, Madame, Monsieur, uh, you should go back to your cabins. Uh, we are in great danger. The train is." It's out of control. I'm still a little bit confused. So did the cathedral just vanish? Or is it still there? Well, you guys can see the door. And the door is like in the line of the train cars. Mm -hmm. So for us to go through the lounge to get to our cars, we'd have to go through the cathedral? No. Somehow, when you came out of the door, out of the cathedral, you were in the salon, and the <clears throat> door to the cathedral is behind you, where the foregones are. Okay, so we can't go to the front of the train without going through the cathedral. Right, or through that door. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was asking earlier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, these people that are telling us to... Do they... Does it... Well, I'll just ask him, do you see that door in front of us with this giant cathedral? What, monsieur? Uh, monsieur, what? I, I don't know what you're speaking of. The, uh, there's, uh, the train is in danger. I've asked all of the people to go back to their rooms. Um, we, are, we are doing our best to get the train under control. Okay. <laughs> you can see, though, in his eyes, there's a great deal of fear. I think he has seen what's up at the front of the train. Okay. He just doesn't know how to react to it. So, yeah, this is his first uh, touch of um, insanity. <laughs> first time he's, he's rolled his, his insanity roll. Okay. See, he keeps glancing towards the windows. But <clears throat> the, I guess what um, Frank is asking is when he says, do you see 
this this other car, the the um, cathedral. She's wondering if when the the guy looks at it, if his expression changes a bit. He doesn't seem to notice the door. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure it out whether or not we're the only ones who can see this. He says, uh, oh, messieurs, I must ask you something, though. We have been on this train for, for a few days now, traveling uh, towards Paris, and you seem to be knowledgeable about very strange things. Have you seen what is up ahead? What what has become of the front of the train? I'll let Eldridge um, answer this one. I mean, he's so great with people. Uh, Yeah, I will um, kind of approach and say, um, we've seen what's at the front of the train, but it should be uh, of no concern in a few minutes. I look so, to Dawkins. So it is not a hallucination? No. He, he sits down. He looks, looks both exhausted and terrified and probably taking some serious sanity. Mm. Well, he's out of our way. And I just I begin walking to the, the car. If we're going to finish this, let's finish it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. But before we, we go, I won't like grab you or anything like that, but be, I will um, stop you and say, um, what is our plan of action? Do we want to go from door to door and do the spell? Well, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe we should do it door to door. I guess the only other option would be get them all together, I think. And I don't really see that as being a good idea. I, I don't either. Um, as a matter of fact, I think um, I might have to actually focus on one particular person at a time. Yeah. Well, see, and 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 and, and that's another thing is I it, I don't think you can do it as like a group. Um, though that would be useful if there were more skinless cult members on board and they were attacking us. Right. Um, I say that <clears throat> we should go door to door. And I'll actually, I mean, since we're still in the, basically the same room, um, you said that the, the guy is a, like one of the train, not conductors, but. Yeah, he's kind of the, the chief conductor, the one in charge. He's kind of okay. the, the Henry of uh, this train. Okay. Well, I have an idea. Why don't we talk to him let them know that um, we're going to go around. We're going to head to our own cabins. But we also, we were up there. We seen what was going on. We just want to go around and let all the guests know that there's nothing to to worry about. Basically, sure. just to try to keep people calm. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Before you do that, um, can I just throw something out there to, the, to, to everybody? What are we going to do? When we kill Macriot, assuming that he doesn't have the simulacrum and the scrolls on him or in his cabin. Well, I mean, <clears throat> that will be unfortunate for um, 
Mr. Jigsaw, but hey, it's not here. That would uh, kind of be unfortunate for us because we yeah. need scrolls. We just promised that'll, that'll, be, that'll be game over then. If he hasn't got it, then that's game over for us. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, we well. I, I suggest we just drink very, very heavily for the last few days and try not to realize that we're dying. True. I mean, the the I mean, I've always had this idea that we probably wouldn't come back from this as long as we stop Macriot. That is our main goal. Yeah, and I, and I think that you're right. I think that. Um, we're probably not going to make it out of this, at, but as long as we stop Makriot, um and we keep the simulacrum away from anyone else. Um, it's a shame we don't know how to destroy it, though. Unless, unless those scrolls might have a, a clue into how to destroy it. Uh, little, a little uh, out of game here for just one sec. Uh, I don't know if everyone, everyone saw in the chat, but I see Sean's name. What is Sean there for? I don't know. Mick pointed it out, and I, and on mine there were six. And it's, I didn't also, say anything. it's also rearranged our. Hmm. Damn it. You said he was going to stop in. I, I, he was going to stop in before we started, uh, and then he told me that he wasn't going <clears throat> to stop in. Okay. So I'm going to kick him out. <laughs> I Get out how to do that. Remove. Yes. And why can't I remove him? He's taking control. It's unfriended. The real life. <laughs> Guys, I'm terrified that this isn't going to record or some horrible thing like that. Could you imagine the, the climax of the whole damn fucking two and a half years? Do, do, do you want to send another link in and uh, pick up from where you left off? or No. Hold well, on. It, should, it should be recording. I see a recording thing at the top. I mean, it's recording. Why, okay. why is he? I mean, according to his Facebook, he's he's um, he, he's involved in a ten-hour Naruto marathon. <laughs> oh, and he's gone now. All right. Well, at least it didn't really. Re well, we'll see on the the final version if it rearranged. But whatever, uh, I'll deal with it. Yeah, you'll you'll crop uh, around. So, what were you saying just before that happened? Uh, we're talking about Macriot. Um, we're talking about whether or not we could destroy the Simulacrum. Hmm. Yeah. Go back to that point, because then I can cut all the rest of the stuff out. That's okay. that's a good point, isn't it? Because we were led to believe that the only place you could destroy the simulacrum was the um, yeah. the Shun's mosque, and that was just a big trap. Why? Yeah. Unless there's no real way to destroy this. I have an idea. Um, and I just, uh, just green light. Um, I want to say it before I forget it, because th that's happening to me lately. Um, okay. What if in by doing the cleansing ritual, and I'm sure someone has said this to me before, um, what if by doing the cleansing ritual we're separated and then we can destroy it using the the the, uh, the knife? 
Hmm. By being separate. Because we don't, because right now we're still kind of connected. We're getting corrupted. Maybe by doing the cleansing ritual, we completely separate ourselves. And we can destroy it that way. It's worth the try. I mean, I don't know. I think someone has, has uh, well, brought that up before. I th- well, the thing here is um, we have to find it first. So that's our, our big biggest concern currently. But, uh, but once we do, wow. that is definitely something for us to think about. Let's go kill Makriot first. I'm, I'm sick and tired of being played by this bastard. So okay, just... well, I mean, who? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sticking with my theory that Robert Harrow would be the most likely or the most useful person um, to uh, impersonate. However, he might just be planning to take him over at, at the end, just before he gets to London. Yeah, I don't have my list in front of me. Um, oh, here it is. Um, so uh, Haro is alone. So yeah, I mean, but we've also got Lord Margrave and Nakamura. So those are our three lead suspects. Mm-hmm. So it's really up to which one we want to do first. You we'll also have a boo-boo. Place your bets. Who's it going to be? Really, I'll be really annoyed if it's a Mumu Haddad because oh, yeah. he has always he just seemed too obvious from the word go. I'm I'm going to discounted him. I'm going to put my I'm going to put my my I'm going to hedge my bet on Lord Margrave. I, I was I was on him at the beginning, and uh, and I and I think I'll stick with him. I'm going to say it's Lord Margrave. Well, uh, I'm thinking Nakamura. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, mean, I could be. I mean, I, we're all paranoid, but I, you know, this guy just comes out of nowhere at some point and starts pointing fingers, saying, "Oh, this person is acting strange," and I don't um, know. It just, seems, it just seems a bit too convenient. As I recall, nobody has seen Lord Margrave for quite some time. Yes. Um, we haven't seen him in a while. We were we were talking about that, and then we saw people, like, attacking the train. Right. Um, so what about you, Frank? Who, who are you hedging, hedging your bets on? None of the above. None of the above? You think it's going to be some rando? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go. Who do we want to do first, Dawkins? Um, well, you said that. Let, let's, let's try your theory first. Okay, let's try Margrave. we got to find Margrave. Well, that's the thing. we got to find Margrave first. Okay. Well, can I make the suggestion? I'm not really suggesting this, but it doesn't make more sense that you're just going to go door to door. Right, right. Well, yes, um, but we, I think we want to start with the people that we suspect the most first, and if it's not them, then we can start looking at random passengers. Well, I'm just saying that what you're talking about is going to the seventh door, then to the second door, then to the fourth door, then to the ninth door. Oh, uh, he's, saying, he's saying, let's go in. From, what you, from what you understand, uh, Haro should be in uh, uh, five and six. 
Mm -hmm. um, Ale um, Elena's seven. Elena and Elizabeth were in seven. Uh, the Matthews, but they're not on the train any longer. Groening's uh, dead. He's dead. Uh, Amumu is in his cabin. Twelve. Uh, then there would have been Laura Margrave, LaDonna, but she's she's gone. And Kiyoshi <coughs> is in the last one. Okay. Well, let's let's go um, in order, and let's not um, discount uh, the young woman that um, that Dr. Keith was with. No, I think we should. Everyone that's on the train now, we need to eliminate as, as potential suspects. Okay. All right. So let's start um, with Haro. All right. So as you walk, you're 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 in your cabin, or you're in your uh, your 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 train car. And uh, hold on, just one second. Go get him. <laughs> Back for a moment. Don't, don't join in. Your hearing's fantastic, look. All right. <laughs> That's David coming home. <laughs> just got a I just got a wolf out of lug then. He actually he heard that. He heard, he heard my Amazing. My itty bitty dog because wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. You get to Haro's door. What do you do? It's closed. We'll knock. There's no answer. I'll knock a little harder this time. Do we have a plan first? <laughs> Who's um, knocking on the door and saying, Sumi Masen. Could you hold on one second? My friend wants to tell you something. Uh, no answer. Uh, we um, tried it. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Well, well, hold on. Frank has a key. Or uh, no, you have a key. It's 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 your room. It was, yeah. Yeah. So Dawkins, you have a key. Would I still have it, even though I, I'm moved out of sure there. why not okay now try the key okay uh you look inside and um it's a little unkempt looks like he may have spread out a bit once you left the the room to join frank um but he doesn't seem very disciplined stuff stuff is lying around just clothes and stuff But he's not in here. He's not in there. Um, I'll have a quick look and see if there's anything, I guess, suspicious that he might just have lying around. Do a spot hidden or, for me. I'm particularly looking for um, to see if there's any sort of blood or signs of struggle. Does it look like it's a sign of struggle? Does it look just like... No, not really. Bits of skin. Uh, that is a fail by five. Yeah, you don't find anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. All right. Um, do a luck roll for me. 
Ooh, uh, 25 out of 50. Uh, that is a hard, hard success. All right. You're standing there, and the, uh, the tension of the moment starts to get to you. And right about that time, you look up, and you notice that the light is on, and... There's nothing unusual about that at all. But I got you to get tense. <laughs> Sorry. What about the bathroom? Is it open or is it locked? Good question. Um, it's open. Okay. Door's not open, but you can open it. Yeah, so but he's not in there. He would have locked it if he were in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so Haro has just become more suspicious. It seems, you know, Dr. Keith is up two points in the rankings. Okay. Right, let's let's keep going. Let's go down to Elena, I guess. So the next door is, yeah, Dr. Elizabeth's room. Um, what do you do? Door's closed. All the doors are closed. Dr. Keith, would you like to invite us in? Um momentarily worried that, that Eldridge might be a vampire then. Um, yes, <laughs> please, come in. Um, is is uh, Miss Constanza in there? Yes, she is. And when you open up the door, she's like, oh, Elizabeth, um, my goodness, what's going on? The train seems to be going like crazy. Uh, the the, the uh, conductor told us to uh, all stay in our cabins, but... Uh, the the train does keep lurching about. Um, I I I believe there's some sort of problem with it with the engine. Um, look, look there's, there's really no easy way to uh, to say this, and and this will seem rather um, rather bizarre to you. Um, but I've seen some very bizarre things this this turn around. Well, like I, I, connected I can... into this. Uh, I, I can guarantee that what is about to happen, whilst it will seem rather odd and, and, and eccentric behavior, um, it is nonetheless uh, germane to the investigation uh, in, in which we all find ourselves. Um, yes. Mr. Volkov, would, would you um, please? Okay. Eldridge. I approach and uh, I do the ritual. I, so I, I, I uh, what is it? It's like this, and then I'm going to make you do the ritual because I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. It's, um, yeah, it's not fair that we, you know, it's it's been what like two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks. Um, Write things down. <laughs> I can't draw. Is Jeff the only person who writes things down? Yes. Every group needs a scribe. Every group needs a bard. Every group needs a Dr. Elizabeth. Okay. I've got something here. Okay. Uh, so, I'm going to raise my hands up. Yuri Alma. Nothing happens. Okay. She's like, I don't understand. I then go... She's fine. Um, all, all will become clear um, 
we will soon have apprehended the villain, or at least uh, we hope to. Well, we certainly want that to happen. You know you have, I have your back if you need me. Good-o. All right. One, one way or another, we, we, we look forward to bringing this to some <coughs> form of conclusion. All right. All right. So we're skipping 9, 10. 11 is dead. So 12 is uh, a moo A moo See, I do write things down. <laughs> Good. <laughs> not weird hand gestures. Oh, come on. That What's the fun if you're not going to write this Yeah. All right. In Homecoming, I'm going to have you do some weird shit. I'm going to be like, you got to do it. I might not be a stickler for you absolutely pronouncing every single syllable correctly. That's fine. But uh, All right. Um, so I, I guess I was the one who um, was talking with the movie the most, so he probably would recognize my voice. I will knock on Amumu's door um, and I'll say, uh, hello, is anyone in there? Well, when you knock on his door, you hear sort of a muffled noise like, uh, oh. Okay, I will wait for him to approach the door. And if in uh, 10 seconds he has not opened the door. No. Just, just a couple of seconds go by and uh, the door cracks open about this much. And uh, Amumu's face is inside, and he says, "He says, uh, uh, who who is it? Uh, uh, Mr. Volkov says, what is going on? Yes, the train is currently undergoing um, some problems. It's speeding up rather rapidly. There are conductors and staff who are trying to fix the problem, but we have been tasked by them to essentially narrow down some things. Do you mind if uh, we step inside or do you mind stepping out here with us? Um, he's it, like, is it safe? He opens up the door a little bit more. Um, do uh, do a spot hidden roll. Okie dokie. Let me just pull up my dice roller. And 60. What is my spot hidden? 65. Let's pass. Okay. Um, you notice that there's a, a smell like um, like incense. Um, it's I, I don't know how I would describe it. It's kind of a spicy sort of a smell. Um, uh, you can see that there's a little bit of smoke in his room uh, and uh, like over his shoulder, you glance that there's like a candle lit on his desk. Uh, do you mind if we came inside for just a moment? He says, "Well, uh, I've I've been saying my prayers. Uh, I am uh, I'm afraid I'm very very frightened." That's fine. Uh, what we have to do will only take. Uh, just a moment, and then you can continue with your prayers. I, I know that you're probably very frightened with the speed at which the train's going. It's going like 80 miles an hour, I suspect. Yeah, probably by now. Um, he says, oh, all right, then. All right. Did, didn't we stop the transformation from happening? 
No, if you remember, um, we stopped the transformation. It was reverting, and then all of a sudden, it was like a burst, and it just became fully this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's speeding up and up and up. It looks okay. like Macriot completed whatever he was trying to do. Um, okay, so I, I, I guess I'll step in, um, and I will say... Uh, you can see that there is... Uh... There's a book open on his desk. Uh, it's all written in Arabic letters. Okay. Um, I kind of look down and look to him and say, um, doing some light reading, and I kind of uh, give a, a chuckle. Oh, it is my prayers. All right. Well, if you wouldn't mind, I'd just like to do um, one thing. Uh, you want to do something, you say. What What are you talking about? What are you going to do? Well, I'm just going to do... Um, you're frightened, and it clear, clearly there's nothing wrong with the room. Um, so I'd like to uh, to say a prayer in Russian for you, if you don't mind. You're, you're, you're clearly afraid, clearly very frightened. Uh, a prayer in Russian? How very, very unusual. Well... You and I have gotten along, and, and I want you to feel, you know, at ease. This is all right. I don't know what good it's going to do. Uh, they need to be able to stop the train, you understand. Oh, yes. Um, well, I'll leave. Just let me, and then I, I hold up my hands, and I say, Yuri Alma, clap, and then hands out. And he, he gives you a very strange look. When you say that, he okay. says, what do you mean? That is not Russian. And I look up at him with this like kind of crooked eye. And he says, he says, uh, what do you mean? You are you telling me to reverse something? That was Russian as I was taught. What language do you think it is? It sounds very much like a very old uh, 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 Turkish, uh, Arabic sort of language. Um, he gives a name for it, but he says he says it 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 means to reverse. It's it's difficult to translate into English. Uh, to reverse um, something that happened. Well, I suppose when I was taught that it was to reverse evil or something like that. Uh, well, there is a great deal of uh, cross between uh, the Arabic nations and uh, Russia, so perhaps it comes from the Urals, and he begins to start to talk about yes, well, uh, possible Mr. origins of the phrase. And... Yes, well, Mr. Mumu, um, we do have other... Uh, guests on board the car that we'd like to meet with. We're under um, some time constraints. Do you think there's any danger that we could all die? Uh, no. Honestly, no. I don't think so. I really don't. I think you'll be fine. I think that the train just needs to get under control. If nothing else, we'll reach uh, uh, we'll, we'll reach France slow. Uh, or quicker. quicker than well, you. since we've just passed... Uh... Lausanne, I believe, out the window. Yes, we should be there very shortly. Yes, we'll be there very shortly. 
All right. All right. And, and that's it. I, I'll walk out and I'll close the door. Okay. So ne next up, um, I believe, is um, Mickey Margrave. <laughs> that's if we can find him. Yes, if he's in his room. Yes. And um, Haro. We, have to, we have to still do Haro, too. Yes. You uh, you knock on Margrave's door, and nothing happens. No answer. You know they're probably in the bar. Do you want to try the door, <clears throat> just to see if it's open? Yeah, I think we're a little past pleasantries at this point. We're trying to kill a man, so I I'll go up to the door. I have the highest brawl. And uh, and I'll try the, just try the knob first. Um, the knob's probably locked. I'll try the knob. Um, it's actually a sliding door, but um, uh, the door slides. It's not locked. Oh well, there we go. I guess. And uh, when you look inside, the this is of course a slightly larger cabin than what you guys have. Um, it's only for one person. Um, Almost all of Lord Margrave's stuff is still there. Almost. It's rather neat. There seems to be um, an odd-looking text, uh, if it's a text, sitting on his desk. It's a big, fat thing. Um, and when you look at the... You, it's closed, but when you look at it, the pages are kind of separated and thick like there's not a lot of pages but it's a big thick book oversized does it look like paper or does it look like skin parchment possibly okay which, which could be you know vellum skin oh that's okay. okay but without opening it you don't know and the outside of it is just a black leather binding all right i will walk inside and i will pick it up Okay. It's fairly heavy. I will um, watch Eldridge's back. So while he's in there, I'll make sure nobody pops out of anywhere. Okay. Okay. Um, knowing that they're behind me and they're protecting me, I'm gonna, I will open up the book um, okay. and see what kind of text is inside, if I can translate it. You open it up, and there's no text at all. It is, uh, they are pressed butterflies. Oh, dear. Uh, well, looks like he liked butterflies. And I closed the book. And uh, are they at least good pressings of butterflies? He's probably dead. So if, if, if I'll take it, if uh, I'll take it's it. It's kind of an unusual, not really. Uh, Properly, okay. they should be displayed in a in a case, but in this case, he seems to have uh, taken them with them. him. Yeah. All right. Well, if it's uh, they're not even pretty butterflies, I'm going to put it down and uh, and walk out and say, "Is there anything else in the room, though?" Um, well, like I say, all of his stuff, his clothing, his suitcases, his uh, and it's all very neat. He seems kind of obsessed. Uh, obsessive about 
everything being he's probably what we would call obsessive compulsive okay if you look in the drawers all of his socks are perfectly aligned and okay so nothing else is out of the ordinary all right um except the fact that he's here so that's two individuals that we've come across that weren't in their cabins. Did something happen to your mic, Wayne? Can't hear you anymore. Can you hear me now? A little bit. I mean, I can hear you. It's just really low. Hmm. Did you uncheck that automatic adjustment thing? I can't hear him at all. I don't know if he's talking or not. I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> did you uh did you uncheck the the thing in the audio that modifies your I didn't uncheck anything, but Okay. If you go to uh the settings for Zoom There's something in audio that says automatically adjust. You want that unchecked. It's so quiet. You could hear a simulacrum drop. It would go thunk. It's just <laughs> my, my microphone can't pick up the sound of the, of the dog snoring like a small volcano. <laughs> I can't hear it. That, is that better? Yeah, maybe you could turn it up a little. I don't know. Um, I don't know which kind of microphone you're using. <clears throat> I can just pull it closer. Is, is that better? Oh, that's better. Okay, yeah. I had can you hear it okay, Jeff? Yeah. As long as Jeff's okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just... A, just it annoys me when I listen to other podcasts and the, everybody's volume is up here and then there's that one person. So you got to crank your speakers up and then everybody's yelling and it just. Oh, I hate it when everyone's super quiet and I have to strain to like hear them in the car. Mm -hmm. Like that's always, I won't name the podcast, but, but there's one right. where I listen to. Let's keep going. I'm going to cut all that out anyway. So. <laughs> all right. So what's up? What, what's, what's your next move? Well, if Margrave isn't in his room, then we skip LaDonna. She's off. And then last but not least is Nakamura. And I have a, a nagging feeling that we're going to find all three of them in that last room. All right. So you're going to Nakamura's? Yep. Uh, Frank, you haven't knocked. Hmm. I don't think you want me doing the talking. That's true. I forgot. <laughs> All right. So I will, I will I will push Frank as far back as possible <laughs> as to not be seen. I don't know if you noticed or not, but when he asked if we were safe and if he was going to die, you were standing there saying, no, we are not. And in the background, I'm going, 
<laughs> We're all gonna die on this train. All right. <laughs> okay, I will knock. All right, so you, you knock on on uh, uh, Kiyoshi Nakamura's door, and just a moment goes by, and the door opens um, a reasonable amount, and uh, Mr. Nakamura is standing there, and he says, "Oh, Eldridge son, what can I do for you?" Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the train is uh, currently speeding up at a very rapid pace. Yes, I have noticed. I was supposed to get off in Lausanne. Wow. We seem to have passed that stop. Yes. Um, I'm wondering if I could possibly uh, step inside um, and take a look around. And the reason oh. why the train is speeding up as I step inside is because someone has... Uh, plan some kind of takeover of the train. Oh, how very unfortunate. Yes, and uh, due to our positions uh, as investigators, we have been tasked by the staff as I'm looking around, and if I need to do a spot ahead, let me know. Um, His room is also very neat, like Margrave's room. Okay. He's Japanese, so it will be neat. Um, The way it is. I'll say um, we're 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 looking um, for the ringleader, so to speak. Ah, um, well, as I told you, my suspect was uh, Goring. However, he seems to have met his end. Yes. Well, uh, if there doesn't seem to be anything out of place. Um, so I need to do a spot hidden. No? Okay. Um, I turn very to... Spartan. He seems to travel with very little stuff. Okay. I'll turn to Nakamura and I'll say, well, everything is in order here. No one's hiding in here and clearly you're not the ringleader. Um, very quickly, because um, I'm a somewhat religious man, um, do you mind if I do a very short prayer for you because the train just keeps speeding up and I want us all to be safe. Please feel free to indulge your religious beliefs. All right. All right. I do it. Yuri Alma. Is that it? Nothing happens. You bastard. Uh, and uh, I say, yeah, that's it. And uh, I kind of... Uh, nod my head and push my glasses up and I'll say uh, thank you for your time. All right. All right. And when the door closes, I say, well, it's either Margaret Ferraro. And none of them are here. Or neither one of them are here. No, neither one of them are here. Or, or it's, you know, a member of the staff. You guys can all pay me now if you want. What, hold on, we don't know. All right. We still got Margrave and Haro. Let's go find them. <laughs> um, Margrave has been missing since our last stop in, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Lejubi. Oh, that place. Ljubljana. Yes, thank you. Um, Yes, he's been missing for about 18 hours. 
Uh, could be. I don't have the date. Time. Um, I only say it was 18 hours because I was, uh, I, I had my episode as we were going to go talk to him. And then I woke up and we were, it was, it was like early, early morning, like four o'clock. Um, train was stopped. I went outside. There was Groning. We then traveled to the next stop. Um, uh, Goring was killed. And now we've passed Lausanne. So I'm imagining it's been like 12, 18 hours, something like Goring, that. Goring was killed in Trieste. Yeah. Um, then, uh, then you went through Venice, Milan, and you were going up the, up the, towards the tunnel when the thing transformed. So he's been missing for a while. Yeah. yeah. You be, you be on that was just before Trieste. Well, where do we want to go? <laughs> There's only so many places that they can hide on a train. You know, now that we have people out of our way, we could check the luggage compartment. We were going to look there before, remember, to see if we could find a similar lack room. That's true. And going up to the the foregone would require us to go through all of the cars. Because we're in the back, correct? Or near the caboose. All the other cars need to be removed and we're going all the way. So it would, it would mean that we would have to traverse all the other cars. And Actually, I think you're up towards the front. Oh, so it's the opposite way. Right. Okay. The other ones are going all the way to Paris, but you're going all the way to Calais. Okay. Um, so what do you guys... And the foregone is between... The, uh, the 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 residence cars and then the actual locomotive. Correct. Okay. Well, well just just to clarify, you've got the engine, the coal car, uh, foregone one, foregone two, uh, then the salon, uh, well the the dining area in the salon, then you've got your car. Okay. Um. Well, what do you guys want to do? I guess it goes without saying that the last foregone is the conclusion. So the oh jeez, it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Uh-huh. You've been waiting eighty-five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. All let's right. Go. Let's get let's get searching. Yep. All right. Let's do. Let's just let's just start in foregone one and just work our way back to the caboose. I would like you all to do a listen roll. Okie dokie, artichokey. Don't know why I just said that out loud. I fail. Yes, I got it. I fail by six. How'd you do, Doctor E? I got twenty-four out of forty-four. Okay. So before you can take more than five or six steps back towards the salon and the foregones, Dr. Elizabeth, you hear something 
make a noise in LaDonna Margarita's room. I heard a noise. I then look to Dr. Keith and everybody else and say, we didn't think to check the other rooms, the ones that are completely empty. This is true. I okay. heard a noise from that room, I, sh I say, pointing towards LaDonna Margarita's room. Which is... Um, Number, but that's but that should be Lord Margrave's room, right? No, it's next. No, it's, it's between Margrave's and Nakamura's. Oh, they're single rooms. These last few are yes. Okay, all right. So then, let's go to number fourteen. All right. And I will knock. I was the one that said I'll, I'll go, so I'll knock. There's no answer. Hello. What did you hear, Dr. Keith? It could have been a squeak of wood or a, a footstep or it was muffled, but there was definitely a sound from in there. I see. Um, that. I'll just repeat exactly what <laughs> I will um, I will take my fingers and I'll try and slide the door. And if it doesn't slide automatically, I'll apply some pressure and just kind of snap the latch. All right. Um, the door is locked. Um, go ahead and do a strength roll. Okay. Nah. 29. That's a pass. All right. Um, you put some serious pressure on it and snap, it opens and it, it, it kind of bangs as it goes back into the wall. Um, as it does, from inside over by the bed, you hear, what the bloody hell? And who is it? It's Haro. And it looks like he was like, Getting changed. Cowering on the bed, or? I look at Harwin and I say, what the hell are you doing? He says, when the hell is this bloody train going to stop? He says, it's, uh, it's going like a bat out of hell. It is. Um, the train has been taken over by... Uh, anarchists he starts to get up off the bed and uh and move around the back side of the bed uh closer to the you know the avenue towards the door where you are the terrorists have been um have been stopped and the, the staff is trying to slow the train down we're fine everything is okay what are you doing in this room well, I, I kind of panicked, he says. So he went to LaDonna's former room? Listen, just, uh, just leave me to it. Leave you to what? Just, just, just leave me alone, all right? 
Let me say a prayer for you very quickly. What the fuck are you talking? Well, he didn't say fuck. <laughs> what what the hell are you talking about? Blazes and I get just, out of here. Go on, I, get. I say Yuri Alma. There's a moment when Haro is standing there just a split second after you say it. He grips his chest and he throws his head back and the sound comes out of him like like a baby crying. Like, like this. And as he does... You see his chest split open. You see his skin slough off and his intestines and his bodily organs are deposited in your arms. And in that moment, there is a look of absolute terror in his eyes as his body collapses to the ground. I would like you, Eldridge, to do a power roll. Okay, I can do that. Got the power. I just barely passed with a 53. Roll a 1d10. Okay, I can do that also. Let me pull back my my dice roll. 1d10? Two. You lose two power points. Two power points, okay. Permanently. Permanently. Okay. You feel immediately nauseous and, I mean, well, you've just had somebody's guts deposited in your hand. I think we know whose. And uh, you feel incredibly weak. So you sort of stagger back. Everybody do a sanity roll. And actually, we can, you're going to do two sanity rolls. Well, I got a 16 for the first. You said two of them, though? Yeah. All right, so I got a 16. Passed the first one. And I failed the second one, a 65. <clears throat> I failed one. Oh, I have also failed the second one. Uh, which one did you fail, Eldridge? The second one. How about you, uh, Frank? <laughs> you need to ask. I failed both. You failed <laughs> both. All right. Um... If you failed the first one, do a 1d4. If you passed the second one, did anybody pass the second one? No. 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 Um, Basically, there is viscera and gore splattered all over you, uh, Eldridge. And anybody who is standing next to you has it on them, too. I turn and I look to the party behind me and I say in a quivering voice, Elizabeth wins. (laughs) (laughs) I would like you all to roll a 1d10 and add that to your sanity. You have killed Mehmet Makriyat. All right. Wow. Only two two points. Wow. 
And I don't know, Eldridge, if you're still standing there. Like I'm terrified, so I'm just like standing there with like this. I don't want it to like slump off of me. I'm done. Like I'm just like, oh, okay, this is this this is me now. I'm stuck. I'm I'm gonna I I've it it was exactly who I thought it was, um, and uh, I was out in the hall, so I avoided getting showered in 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 gore, um, and I've just got seven sanity points. So I'm gonna let let out a huzzah! Why? Okay, can I ask you, um, Mick? What made you think it was Haro? Because if the um, my my idea was that if Macriat wanted to get to the royal family, then using a member of the House of Commons would be the perfect way to do it. That's right, because he's he's like fiftieth in line or something like that. So right? so like um. What's his name? Um, Margrave would have been my second choice, because he would also have had reason. And then after that, with the German industrialist and the um, wealthy Japanese businessman and the, and the, the Comte de Brussy, um, they're all people who might possibly have somehow managed to get an audience with, with the royal family, but um, a, a minor politician, knight of the realm, and you know what? Well, you know what? Dawkins and Frank were in the salon when I sat down and I heard the thump. So it was Haro in his room who was taken first, probably. Because they were alone. You and me were asleep, or I was trying to go to sleep, but you were asleep. So look at that. We did it. What do you do now? You're standing there in the blood and gore. Well, fortunately, um, nobody is coming up and down the aisles because everybody's. I suggest um, we, we search the, the, the cabin. We'll search the cabin with, with the door shut so no one well, sees the horrible mess. Doctor Keith, why don't you go tell Elena that we've foiled the plan to usurp the British throne? Her job is done. Oh yes, yes. Um, perhaps also, uh, uh, Dr. Dawkins, um, given, given that, uh, Harrow originally shared a room with you, but perhaps you, you'd like to, to search that room that way you've, you've got a good cover that it's, it's still technically your room. So that, that would be acceptable if anyone found you in there. All right. Um, and while I'm there, Eldridge, I will try to find you a, a, a good change of, of clothes. Okay. And then we then yeah. we should go to the foregone and search for the uh, simulacrum. I mean, we're going to be searching this room as well. well. Well, hold on. We still haven't located Margrave. True. I I know that that that, that we've we've supposedly killed Mehmet Macriat. At the same time, it's like I need to add something that I I didn't say, but. The second that Ma that the Macriot exploded, um, the train shuddered, and you can feel that the train is beginning to slow down. Perfect. Okay. So looks like we were right by killing Macriot. If any of you care to look out the window, you see that the avatar is gone. Okay. Now Hooray! you're just on a runaway train. <laughs> 
right. Problem number I two. I think to have operate heavy machinery skill. All I right. Know. <laughs> so, if I'm to understand, Eldridge, you're going to stay in this room and get cleaned up or look around. I guess both at the same. I'm going to wait for Dawkins to go get a change of clothes. Okay. Preferably my clothes. I have clothes in my room. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll do that. And <laughs> while he's grabbing clothes up and maybe towels to clean my body, um, I'll look around the room. Okay. And then did you say, Dr. Dawkins, were you going to go back to the room that you shared with Haro and search that room? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth, you're going to go talk to Elena. Yes. Frank, what are you going to do? Mm, I'll just stay with Eldridge, I guess. Okay. All right. So, um, just get it out of the way. Eldridge, uh, uh, it becomes apparent, Eldridge and Frank, it becomes apparent after just a little bit of searching that um, Makriot probably came into this room because it was empty but he wasn't staying here. He was just casting his avatar spell here. So there's not really anything in the room except that there are clean towels in the, in the thing because uh, they didn't get blood all over him. Can we then assume, Mr. GM, that Macriot was staying somewhere else that was not in this car. No, you can assume that he wasn't staying in Lady uh, LaDonna Margarita's room. All right, damn. I thought That's I was going to narrow down. I thought I was going to narrow down where the statue was. All right. Um, Dr. Elizabeth, you go and speak to Elena. And she, of course, wants to see what happened. Okay. And, Are you sure you want to see it? Because it's 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 um, it's um, it's rather gruesome. She's like, well, I'm not exactly un unused to strange things now. Um, well, well, but uh, it, 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 it is uh, it is a little raw. We we just need confirmation. You know, I, I I'd like to see for myself. Oh um, well, all, all right. But um, I can assure you, he is very definitely dead. Do you, um, do you, what, what else would you like to say to her before you go down there and look? I, I don't know if you want to say anything or not. Um, well, do, do, you, do you know anything of, of his organization in London? Do you know who he was, with, with whom he was working? Uh, no, we really didn't know anything. We know that his plot was, uh, you know, to go after, uh, Probably uh, Prince. Oh, I don't know my English. It's um, King George, right? King George, Prince Edward. Prince Edward. Prince Edward is the next in line. Um, that would have been our guess, is that he was going after Prince Edward. Um, because he wouldn't know. If he, if he took over the, the role of the king... He wouldn't know how to govern the country. He would he would stand out like a sore thumb that something had happened. Um, uh, she says, well, you know, I have to make up my reports and everything. So uh, she says, perhaps we can search through his things and see if we can find evidence 
of his plot. And uh, she said, I can, of course, make it sort of overlook the fact that you say you've killed him. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say we killed him. It's more that he sort of um, burst. She looks at you strangely. She says, well, right then, let's have a look at it. Um, as you wish. Uh, Dawkins. She'll go oh, back to yes. the room. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Mick. Um, I'm, I, I'll knock just before um, we go into the room, just to make sure that uh, Eldridge is decent. Well, he, he's still in the process of obviously wiping off most of the blood. Come in, Dr. Keith. I am indecent. Um, uh, Miss Constanza, um, if you look about the room, uh, you will see the remains of... Uh, <laughs> Here they are. They deposit um, them in front of her. Over there, you, you may notice his spleen. On that wall, I believe that's a piece of pancreas. Well, and of course you've got Haro's skin. So you got Macriot's skin too, but you got yeah, Haro's skin. I was going to ask that. Um, like when Haro's skin peeled off, did we then see Macriot? Yes, Macriot okay. was underneath. So, so that we have now. So it's not like, oh, was it Macriot? It was like we saw Macriot many. It's definitely Macriot, with, and he's dead with a look of tremendous surprise on his face. Hooray! Now that you look, you notice even more. You notice like even more horrific details. For instance, some of his teeth now seem to be missing. Perhaps he yanked right out of his mouth while, when you said your spell. Anything that he had replaced or changed was torn off of his body. So, Dawkins, uh, you bring Eldridge back, of course, a change of clothes, but you go back and you start searching um, Haro's room. Go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. You're muted. Sorry, okay, I was yelling. Um, 35 out of uh, 55. Okay. So as you're going through his things, um, most of it is still Haro's stuff, very obviously. But uh, you do find this. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. <clears throat> Western Union says, uh, Master, I have received your instructions about the scrolls. Stop. There is some obscurity about the language. Stop. We'll have translation before you arrive. Stop. Have arranged transportation. Stop. The simulacrum must be present. Stop. Your servant. Hmm. 
All right, so I, I fold that up and um, if that's the only thing I find there. That's the only thing of any significance. Then I'll bring it except, back to you. Except that you find uh, passports in the, in the, um, in the drawer. Uh, you find a passport for uh, Haro. You find one for um, uh, Lord Margrave. And you find one for LaDonna Margarita. Huh. So we were kind of right. Maybe, yeah, maybe in my head, it's just like it's that, that that's a clear so sign. LaDonna got off where? Where did she get off at? That was like either Sophia or Belgrade. So she might, I mean, she's in on all of this. Um, I've just had a rather interesting thought. Um, that uh, Makriat is due to meet um, his contact servant uh, in London, presumably when he gets off the, uh, the train. But um, presumably his servant knows that Makriat will be wearing someone else's skin meaning that Makriat will not look like Makriat which means we can trick the servant into thinking that one of us is Makriat mm. if that's where you were going Yes, that, okay. that, that was my thought entirely. That's a genius idea. Well, um, Elena is uh, completely on your side. Uh, she can make any anything unusual here disappear, you know, as far as the law, the, the legal stuff is concerned. Um, That's rather handy. Uh if there's anything you need, you know, she can help you with that as well. What would you like to do? Well, <clears throat> we still need to find the similar lacrum. So let's let's go on a search for that. Okay. As well as the scrolls. All right. Has any of us felt anything when Mafia died? Nothing in particular. All right. So what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Well, we were talking about going to the foregone. That was your conclusion. I was waiting to say that. <laughs> So if he All had right. Margrave's passport, he might have hidden something in Margrave's room. 
Um, I'll just I'll make it fairly Whoa, easy. Oh, let's let's let. Uh, did we check um Ladana, Ladana's room? That's where you are That's right where, now. Okay. We exploded. Okay. Um, I want to skip through that. You, if you look in our Lord Margrave's room, um, you just find it kind of a little bit in disarray. Wait, did we already go in the Lord Margrave's room? That was the one. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, no, that was the butterfly. Yes, okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not in disarray. Now the other one, <clears throat> my roommate's room was uh, right. Right, right. So, shall we move forward to searching? Yes. All right. Um, because the thing, the avatar on the front of the train has disappeared, and the train is slowing down, and they're sending a couple of um, people with mechanical knowledge on the staff to try to get control of the train, which they'll probably be successful. It's an emergency situation, but you're heading towards Paris. Um, uh, the chef, de, the 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 people in charge of the train, the the chef de brigand and the chef de train, um, they think that it's some whatever you did has saved them all. So if you need access to the the uh, the foregones because you stopped the terrorists. Uh, please enjoy yourselves. Take, take, you know, go right ahead. Search we all you own know. this train. And uh, of course, uh, Elena's revealed that she's, of course, a, 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 I can't even think of a word now, but whatever she is, she's, in, you know, they, they respect her authority. So go right ahead. I'm not going to have you go through all of those. <laughs> rooms, although I guess I could. Um, you got two foregons. Why don't you guys uh, do spot hidden for the first foregon? All right. I got a 26 out of 55. I got a 40 out of 70. Okay. I've got 44 out of 44. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, no, sorry, 44 out of 45. Sorry. Okay. You you look through the foregone, and there are a few trunks that would be big enough, like your other other one, to, uh, to hide uh, the simulacrum disassembled in. Uh, there's nothing large enough to, like, put it all in there in a single thing. So your guess is, at least from if it's if it's in the four the first foregone, it's been disassembled. Um, uh, you're just about to go to the second foregone uh, when it occurs to you that the cathedral car is gone. You mm. didn't see the door. You were so excited by the fact that you that you killed Macriot that for a moment you forgot about the door. You haven't seen it. And that's when coming up, coming from the salon into the foregone, you see the Duke de Zassant now dressed in 
uh, proper uh, clothing for the time period. Uh, his fat little body sort of squeezing through the door. And uh, he doesn't really have a smile on his face. What he's more concerned with is, have you found it yet? And he's like, uh, he's like, well, have you found it? I know you killed him. Dr. Dawkins. We're still looking. We just finished killing this man. Well, step to it. I want that simulacrum. I, I look to. Uh, you guys are alone, by the way, with him. Would you? Be, are you? Do you have the ability to at least sense where it may be, what area or direction it might be? I have no idea. I can feel it. It it, it permeates the air. It's here somewhere. He says, "Find it." He's very demanding. He's also very fat. He can sense that it's here. It's it's like Spider Man's spider sense. He knows there's danger, but he doesn't exactly know where it's coming. <laughs> um, well, that's that's good because my my I was worried that that possibly if um, La Donna Margarita had been. Um, uh, an accomplice. She may have spirited away the uh, the simulacrum, but uh, if, it's a, if he, he can sense it, that's good. Come on, step to it. Find it. Find it now. All right. I am very impatient. I want it. Cool your jets. I want it. Whatever the jets are, propellers is what I meant. I don't think propellers could lift them. I like pontoons. <laughs> whole whole planes. He's got that sort of crazed, mad look in his eye that he wants it. I imagine he looks like the Baron from Dune. Just the big From the movie. From the movie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Is he a floating fat man? Possibly more like the one from the the TV uh, the Uh, TV show. How how fat is this guy? Pretty fat. Pretty fat and flabby. Hmm. He's used to sitting on a divan and eating grapes and... uh, and bonbons and he's he's, he's a, a Dionysian sort of yeah he's a he's a hedonist definitely. So what we'll, what I'll start doing is I'll start <clears throat> basically walking around the foregone, checking boxes or whatever, and as I'm walking around, I will periodically glance at him to see who's who his attention is on. He. Uh... He acts like uh, um, I, I can I can act it out. Uh, if you're looking at something interesting, he's like looking like this and watching you. But he's not about to lift a hand to do a damn thing. It's like let the let the let the peons do that sort of work, and I just I just want the thing. So. <laughs> He's alternatively paying attention to each one of you as you're looking at stuff. So about a quarter of the time, uh, he's he's looking at you, but the rest, the 75% of the time, he's not. Okay. 
Well, what I'm going to be trying to do is I'm going to try to maneuver myself um, behind him. Still looking or whatever. Okay. And the other 75% time he's looking at everybody else, I'm going to get closer. And when he's not looking at me, I'm going to take out my medical instrument and I'm going to plunge it in his kidney. Okay. Um, I would like you to do a dexterity roll because just getting around the guy without tripping over his waves of fat is going to be a challenge. You, you, you planned this all along with Wait. me. Yes. You. Yes. It's the first page of my notes. It says, make sure that Dawkins has to do a dexterity roll. And I get a 44 out of 60. All right. So you have managed to work your way around to where you are now mostly behind him. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? I'm just trying to find the stupid thing. Okay. Uh, I lift um, my head up from behind some boxes and say, what are we looking for again? We're looking for the simulacrum, Frank. Uh, I will allow the three, the, the three of you to do an intelligence roll to see if you get what Dr. Dawkins is up to. I got a 14, so yes. Yeah, it's obvious what Dr. Dawkins is planning. And I'm just going to glare at him. Like... Like, if we fuck this up, we're all going to die. Um, Dr. Dawkins has kind of a crazed look in his eye, like uh, like he can taste the murder. Oh, God. All right. I'm going to have to go behind the boxes and hide with Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm oblivious to what's I'm lifting up bags and looking under. All right. Um, I'm just going to pretend that I haven't noticed. Okay. Um, uh, the three of you do a spot hidden. Uh, L, uh, Dr. Dawkins, you are, you have a plan. It always goes so completely <laughs> silent because everybody mutes themselves, and I don't know whether you've Hard passed or not. For me. I'm sorry. What was that, Chad? Frank? Yes. Okay. Failed. Doctor E. Oh, am I rolling a spot hidden as well? Yeah. Sorry. Um, that's a fail. Okay. Um, Frank. Uh, you find your hand is resting on a rather large trunk and you can see uh, that there is a sticker on the trunk from Constantinople. And when you, uh, you can't really lift the lid cause it's locked, but you get the funniest feeling that this is the prime you, you could easily fit the simulacrum in this box. The whole thing or just one of the pieces? Well, the, they'd have to disassemble it, but like the trunk that you guys carried around, it's big enough that if you packed it in there nice and neat, you could... Uh... We, we carried it around in all separate trunks. Oh, well, in this case, it's it's basically big enough. You know, it's a, it's a fairly decent-sized trunk. Like a regular trunk, okay. 
Yeah. Um, Guys, I might have, I might have found it. Okay. The second you say that, uh, Desassant is like, uh, oh, let me see, let me see, and he he starts to move forward. He's completely distracted, Doctor Dawkins. What are you gonna do? I'm I'm going to wait for the very moment that is uh you know he's completely focused on the the box. Well, that's more or less where he is right now, but he's got to kind of climb over to where you guys yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, I'm going. I'm not going to try it immediately. I'm waiting for him to completely stop before I do it. Okay. Well, he takes he takes a few steps forward. He's looking at where where Frank is looking, and he's like, uh, "Open it! Open it! You must open it." Yeah. Now I will. All right. Well. You're standing right behind him. Uh, you've got the, the Memsahis. Uh, you get a, a bonus dice. This is point blank. It's not really any way to miss, but... I mean, especially that large space. Exactly. You said I get a bonus die? Yeah. All right. I got myself a 16 on that bonus. Okay. So as he's standing there, you put one shoulder up, one hand up on his shoulder, and the other knife, you just jam it right into his back like a villain. And it feels really good. Um, I'll, I'll start to move my way up with the knife. So you're just you're cutting up? Yeah. All right, of course, it cuts through butter, mostly because he's made out of butter. Um, oh, my God! <laughs> Was he one of the men from the Lurpak ad? Yeah. He's the Pillsbury Doughboy. There's a lot of fat there. Um, so take it from me, I know. Uh, I'm made out of mostly butter. When you, when you uh, cut him, he goes... <laughs> Yeah, no, he does, <laughs> but he does yell out, ah, like this. And uh, he, uh, he immediately uh, desperately tries to get away from you. Um, I'm going to see if he can get away from you. He's trying to move towards his spine. Um, got a 62, which really isn't a success because he's not that mobile. Um, but he tries to turn and tries to back away from you. Uh, what does anybody else want to do anything? Now you guys are on the other side of him. He's trying actually to move towards you guys because Dawkins is behind him. Quick question. This, yes. this will be, um, something that I would have known, but since it was, since we played this a long time ago. What was the guy's name that he was torturing in his, his dream his uh, version of the dream nightmare? Oh, you ask me that. that. The guy that um that was helping us out in the real world. Was it Jeff Wilkins? No, that's that's you. Uh <laughs> I don't remember. Uh well I'll say that, you know, this is for that particular guy. The guy that got that was in the dreamlands and disappeared when he came out. 
Well, the, yeah, the, the one that that uh, he was torturing. Yeah, that he murdered. Yeah. Um. All right. Sick bastard. What did the three of you want to do? I mean, we killed Macriat with little to no effort. Let's. This is the big fight. I'm gonna rush. I'm gonna deck him in the face. That's what I'm best at. Go ahead and try. Okay. Let me pull my dice roll. Forty-eight out of seventy. Okay. You punch him right in the face, and um, you. Uh, anybody else? Does anybody else want to do anything? Doctor Elizabeth, Frank. I feel like I was mostly focused on searching, and I was oblivious. So this is all a shock to me. Okay, Doctor Elizabeth, you're you're muted, so I couldn't hear you. Um, I think I'm I'm going to take another turn to react. I only just noticed what's happened. Okay. I was also uh, focused on Frank's discovery there a bit. Um, so you've stabbed him and you've punched him. Uh, he now immediately begins to struggle uh, to try to get away from you, but one of you is in front of him and one of you is behind him. Um, so he's he begins to plead with you. Please, please, don't kill me. Don't hurt me. Let me go. I won't bother you again. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, and if I can, I'm going to just like push him into Dawkins so that Dawkins can just like, shove the knife deeper in. All right. Uh, Dr. Dawkins, are you going to continue cutting? Yeah, I'm, I'm coming, cutting towards his spine. Okay. I'm trying to, basically, the, the idea is to sever his spine. Okay. Interestingly enough, there's no blood. There's actually, okay, I take that back. He has a bloody nose where you punched him in the face. But the Mem Sahis is able to cut people without them bleeding. So, so uh, clean. You're, you're, cutting him, you're, you're cutting right into his spine. It goes right through the bones of his spine without any trouble at all. And at that point, he sort of collapses but he's still pleading, please, please, uh, don't, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Let me go, please. Talking, just a, finish it. I do a mental count of this final. All right. I'll plunge it up uh, towards the, the top of his. Uh, his okay. Mind. Um. Dr. Dawkins, do a spot hidden roll. Uh, 54 out of 55. So I'll just make it. That's good enough. Um, so as you are rather sadistically uh, and uh, with great uh, satisfaction and joy cutting into his spine and up towards his neck, you begin to notice that the slices you've made down below in his torso are beginning to zip themselves back together again. Okay, so... Um, da, uh, uh, Eldridge, um, you can see genuine fear in the man's face, but the blood continues to flow down his face. Oh, 
let the anger come through. He's well. fallen to the floor now, so. Yeah. And I think that uh, that this may be a breaking point for Eldridge, much like back in when he, like, shoved the the, pick at, the, the ice pick in that guy's shoulder. So I'm going to curb stomp him. I'm just going to start stamping my feet on his head as hard as I can. All right. Uh, go ahead and do a uh, um... – well, I don't see how you could really miss. So, uh, roll for damage. Okay. Uh, so it would be like a club. So, uh, 1d8. 1d8. All yeah. Right. 5. Five. All right. Um, you are doing considerable damage to his face and head. Uh, Dr. Dawkins, as you are cutting into his body, it's rather quickly healing itself. Okay, but I noticed that his face isn't healing. Correct. So I'm going to turn my attention and my knife to his face and head. Okay. He continues to plead, please, please stop, please, please. Uh, and uh, uh, where where exactly are you going to hit him with here? I'm going to try to uh, cut open his, his actual head, like like I'm performing brain surgery. Okay. Um, well, as soon as you plunge your knife into his brain with a look of glee on your face, um, he, he begins jerking all over. He stops talking. And a few moments later, he stops moving. I knew that would shut him up. So now you've got this big mound of, of man lying there. What are you going to do with it? Check his pockets for money. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking like a thug right now. How far yeah. we go down this sudden. <laughs> yeah. I, what, what, has come, what has come over me? The knife, Doctor. Um, uh, Dr. Dawkins, do a power roll. Yes. 99. Come on, 99. Close. 95 out of 60, so. Um. This wave of thought comes over your mind that you've just murdered a man. Mm -hmm. Um. And there are witnesses. Um, but you have to struggle with yourself not to get rid of the other witnesses. Well, okay. So I don't look at Eldridge because Eldridge helped me. Together, we, we curb stump and cut open this, this little bastard. But those other two over there, what were they doing? <laughs> what, did you do? what did you do, Dr. Dawkins? They're trying to extract the, the trunk. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get the simulacrum, which you may remember is what we're supposed to be doing. Do I oh. see this <laughs> wave of like murderous luck come over him? Well, go ahead and do a, um, I guess I'll call it a spot hidden roll. Okay, well, uh, that'll be easy. My spot head's really high. Okay, 53. Cool. 
that's a pass. That's a pass. Yeah, I have a seven. I don't know. You you look into Dawkins' eyes, and he looks way way too gleeful at what he just did. It's like he was like a kid in a candy store, and you actually got the impression that as he was dissecting uh, Desasant, that he was actually quite interested in how the spine was attached to the head and. Very medically curious. Uh, so I will then step between Dawkins and the body and Frank and Elizabeth because, by golly, I may have lost it, but I'm still there. Magic's evil! Well, after a few moments, he seems to have gotten control of himself. Though he doesn't seem, he's stoic. He doesn't seem at all upset that he just murdered somebody. He's just, he's like not, a, not, free, not creepy freaking out anymore. Um, you've got a dead body lying there on the ground. It's kind of blocking things. What are you going to do with it? Um, well, the first question is, um, is there a lot of blood? No. Well, a little bit on his face. Yeah, because of course I split his, 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 his skull open, but I wanted it to use the knife to mend it back together. So it looks like he might have just died of overeating. Yeah, it doesn't look like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He fell fell on his face and hurt himself. um, (coughs) He he ate the cookie that was on your plate and you beat the shit out of him and cut his for trying to cut his head off. Um, Eldridge, do a a spot. You're muted. 36 I passed. Um, As you're looking at Dawkins, you look right over his shoulder, and the wall of the car that you're in is a uh, cargo door. Okay. So I... Still not necessarily trusting Dr. Dawkins. His, his state of mind has been corrupted by the knife in my head. Um, still standing there kind of between him and them, I uh, say to Elizabeth, uh, open the cargo door. We'll push him out. Um, okay. I, I'll, uh, I'll do that then. Okay. Um, if you're sure, um, I'll, I'll open the door. All right. Being, being um, rather cautious because I'm rather concerned that I, I don't want to accidentally fall out of the train. Um, without much effort, you're able to unlatch and push the door open. Uh, there's a blast of cold air as the countryside is is sweeping by. You can see that you're definitely in the countryside heading into Paris. Um, but, you know, it's rocky and, and it's, uh, it's an area that's not well-traveled. Uh, there's snow on the ground. Um, and I'll just say that without much effort, you managed to push Desasant out the door. Goodness gracious. Okay. I'm a large man. <laughs> All right. You close the door again because it's cold. Except Eldridge, of course, you don't feel the cold. Um, Shortly thereafter, 
maybe perhaps five or 10 minutes after this happens. Um, Elena joins you uh, as you have, you've, you've pulled this trunk out and you've, uh, I'm just going to assume you broke the lock and you open it up. And indeed, the Sedevkar simulacrum is inside. Uh, there are uh, a couple of uh, what look like, uh, not address books, but uh, like uh, planners and uh, uh, a few things like that. Um, uh, like, you know, plans that he's been making. What would you like to do? Let's look through these plans. Okay. Yes, that could be very useful. That's about the time that Elena has joined you. So this is his his stuff, his trunk. Um, I don't have anything to show you because I would have had to have created it myself, but... Um, Basically, it becomes very obvious that Makriot was planning not on uh, taking uh, uh, that guy's, the prince's, the prince that you mentioned. I can never remember his name. Edward. Edward. Yeah, he's not taking George. He was going to go after Andrew. Oh. Okay. The younger brother. And as you think about it, it would make more sense because if he didn't know anything about running a country, Andrew is still in the learning process. So he would have the chance to learn everything that he could from Andrew and then bump George off or bump. Uh, 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 my God, why can't I remember his name? Edward. Bump Edward off and course we know what the history is that edward would wouldn't be king anyway eventually um but the train pulls into paris uh everyone is relieved that they've they've managed to survive and as you gather your things up to leave um and I assume that you're bringing the trunk with you. Is that correct? Um, the uh, the Vagonli people, the the people of the Orient Express, uh, they are uh, extremely apologetic to all of the things that happened. They're um, they're doing their best to you know whatever compensate people for whatever losses they've incurred or or whatever. And uh, we can just assume that whatever you wanted to say to them, you say. Um, uh, transportation is uh, arranged uh, for heading to Calais, and then from Calais to Dover, over the, over the water, and then from Dover into London. And unless you have anything you want to say, we can pick this up as you arrive in London on the train, which will be in about six hours. How much time do we have left? As far as you know, because you actually went so far ahead of schedule, um, 
you probably have a full day wow. in London. Okay. No time to waste. Yeah. All right. So we're done a little bit early tonight. But it's going to be three weeks before we play again because we don't play the next two Thursdays. Okay. All right. So our players included Thomas McKeon, Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, Wayne Worthy, and myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.